We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a Hollywood acceptance speech. I'm so surprised! I had no idea! I'm not even prepared! Um, okay. <clears throat> I'd like to thank the progressive discounts that got me here. Safe driver, multi-car, paid in full multi-policy. This is just such a big moment. And did I mention that I'm surprised? With all kinds of discounts, Progressive helps you save. Oh, 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 and I want to thank my agent and all my discounts agents because we all have the same agent. Don't start the music! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Almost for certain that that was actually Andrew hiding behind that account. There's like people listening to us. <laughs> people like thanking us for our advice so that we stand the show. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast with Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and JD Bazo. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. We're chatting MLS again. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. Joined with the regulars, JD Bazo, excuse me, and Skylar Redpath. Guys, we had a question um, presented to us on Twitter. It's actually directed right to Skylar. What is the best way for training your eight year old son to play fantasy? Candy and ice cream. Definitely. <laughs> uh, Lure them in with that. No, my eight-year-old son actually loves the MLS fantasy aspect. He's always wanting to join in and help me out. He actually probably helps me out on uh, more occasions than, than he should. He's giving me a heads up on guys that are injured and this and that. So he's, uh, he's a big help. He, just, he loves MLS in general. So he's a up-and-coming prodigy, but definitely... Uh, you know, lure men with a little candy and ice cream, and they'll help you out. 
the cure to most things, I think. That's right. <clears throat> well, that's uh, excellent. One of the other questions was about uh, Tally Hall that we'll get to when we chat about that game because uh, as both of you have uh, mentioned, the pricing on DraftKings seems to have changed a little bit in favor of getting more people into lineups. But uh, some of the guys that were not going to be in our lineups this week, I'm going to jump right into the Seattle at Philadelphia match. No Obafemi Martins, who's still out. No Clint Dempsey, who is still suspended. He's got two more games left. It's amazing how his three-game suspension is going to last eight days. But uh, Chad Barrett sounds like he's going to play. Uh, I can't imagine that he starts after sitting so long with his hamstring injury. So my guess is, is that Lamar Nagel is up there again, although he was kind of a flop last week. Um, JD, what's the play in this game? I think the play is Marco Papa at $6,400. That's a big discount, as are most people this week that we're going to be talking about. (coughs) Excuse me. But I also think Philly at home is is pretty interesting. And Maidana at $6,300 is going to definitely be in consideration. And the guy that I've liked all season, CJ Sapong, is on a real streak. So... I think uh, Philly might come out after that 5-1 loss to L.A. and uh, want to prove some people wrong at home. Yeah, that was quite a spanking. Um, Skyler, how do you feel about Philadelphia? I'm on board with J.D. I, I like majority of their options. I do think they bounce back. Seattle's shorthanded, as you mentioned, Andrew. So Maidana is very reasonably priced for the, the number of points you pick up from him just through crossing alone so he's going to be a target majority of my lineups and their defensive options too um sylvester's 3300 shannon williams is priced very low so um, we'll probably be alluding to this throughout the podcast but there's a lot of value on this wednesday slate so there's going to be some fun lineups out there but yeah i like i like the philadelphia options sapong's had three goals i think in three games straight now so i'm gonna be uh interesting because it's the first game on on the slate so if you miss out then there's no going back and uh yeah rolled on at three thousand is another one i i forgot he's now minimum priced (laughs) that's pretty impressive uh are you guys still thinking about tomas good skylar he's your boy (laughs) yeah he actually had a pretty productive game last week, and I think he ended up with six or seven points for minimum price, so I wasn't um, left frustrated as I was the first time I rolled him out. But this slate, I'll probably be sl- staying away because of the uh, additional value that's out there. Um, he actually is, you know, he's a solid player. I just, uh, so much value out there on this slate. Yep, I agree. I think uh, we don't really have to dig too deep for the value plays because, I mean, you're going to find some really quality players that you couldn't afford before, and you're going to be able to get them into your lineup. Yeah, and Tomas actually jumped, I think, uh, 1,000. I think he's up to 4,000 now. So yep. when you're when you're talking about Maidana only being a couple thousand more, then you, you find a way to, to make that work for pretty much a guaranteed close to 10 points there, whereas Tomas, you're – hopeful for five or six and you know you could be left with zero so (laughs) it's almost like they're forcing i don't i can't really decide yet if the if the upper it seems like the upper tier pricing isn't drastically reduced but the fact that you don't have dempsey and martins as an option kind of automatically makes you start looking at guys who are slightly cheaper like you know keen and zardis and and even Charlie Davis, I guess you could throw in there just because you don't have, uh, you know, that 10,000 plus uh, option to go to. But uh, the next game is New England at Columbus, speaking of Charlie Davies. So both of these teams are really struggling. They've got a combined eight points in their last 12 games. Uh, But it seems like the kind of game that we should be targeting from an offensive standpoint. Davies, as I mentioned, or as I brought up, he's got a goal in back-to-back games, five shots on in that span. We kind of had complained previously that he doesn't do a whole lot other than score on the single shot he takes. But uh, Columbus hasn't been really uh, good defensively, uh, frankly, this season. But they're at least at home. Skyler, do you have any feeling of playing Charlie Davies or uh, Juan Agudelo as attacking options? I guess you could throw in Lee Wynn there since... I'll begrudgingly accept that he 
got his assist last week finally. He came through last week over the weekend. I probably will stay away from the Revs uh, tomorrow night just based on the, the congested schedule for them. I think the crew are going to be uh, a little bit more rested and probably be in a little bit in a few more of my lineups and Revs players. I just I'd be surprised if we don't see one of those three that you named, uh, Davies, Aguidelo, or, or Wynn, start on the bench just because the, the schedule is so congested this week. So planning a fantasy lineup, I'm just I'm going to probably stick to some of the bigger names and some of the uh, more reliable options, including Kai Kamara. And for me, I still like Big Wayne as a as a really reliable option in the midfield or, or high upside option, so to speak. JD, are you winning this weekend or this week? Excuse me. <laughs> oh, um, probably not. Um, I like that Columbus is rested. Um, I'm trying to look up if they're going to have Will Trap back. I I, I imagine think he's that, still. I think he's got he's, another two weeks or so. Wow. Okay. Well, that that really helps uh, New England's attack for sure. Trap is one of the better uh, defensive midfielders in the league. Um, I think Wynn is a is an okay option. I've been saying that he he certainly has potential, but you know I still want to see him do it consistently. It's not like um, I hit the jackpot using him this past weekend in daily fantasy. Uh, I'm still looking for some more out of him on a consistent basis. Um, this game feels like the one you kind of have to really work hard to to get the right picks, and you'll have a successful night. But I'm kind of coming up short of anyone outside of Kamara that I really like. Columbus's wings are intriguing at 7,200 and 7,000. That's Miram and Finley. But I'm not real high on any of the Revs players. And even Chris Tierney, a guy that uh, I can now afford with all these values, I think he kind of gets pinned back by Columbus's good attack at home. So, yeah, it's a tough game to, to pinpoint. But you're perfectly fine, at least on the Columbus side. Um, I probably wouldn't take Iguain. At 8,600, that's not really um, a value that I I would prefer in the midfield compared to some other great players that are over $2,000 cheaper. So, yeah, I think Kamara Kamara is probably my main takeaway from this game, and that's an obvious one that I don't really need to tell anybody. <laughs> do you, if you don't like the the revs this week, Skylar, do you think about any of the crew defense in? I uh, may consider Waylon Francis. He was high early in the season, but he's kind of tailed off. Um, there's so many values, again, at, at, on defense, even the, like I said earlier, the Philadelphia Union players, and I guess we'll get to Orlando City here shortly, but some of those value plays jump out at me. They've got attacking potential, and they're just so cheap that you can build um, build some pretty bad lineups, bad A lineups with. <laughs> um, so no, I'll probably I'll probably stay away from the, the crew defense. They're just they're so hit or miss for me. But I don't know. I, these games always it seems like the crew and the revs games always seem to get a little crazy. So yep. you might see me stack uh Iguain, Kai Kamara, Ethan Finley, Justin Miram, try to slide that one in one of my lineups. How about Chris Cloutie? He's 2,500, and if he finally begins to start, I don't know why he hasn't been. Um, I think he would be a great attacking option uh, at your defensive spot. He, yeah. does get, he does get a lot of crosses when he plays. Yeah, I, I spotted that play earlier, too. He's super cheap, so I'll be watching for the starting lineup to come out. And, I'll, again, most of these teams are playing this weekend, so there's going to be so much rotation. So I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like Chris Clute gets thrown into the mix. And at 2,500, there's you another value play that you can just squeeze like a Kai Kamara, Giovinco. You know, you could probably squeeze uh, Robbie Keane in the same mix with those two guys if you are able to find the right value plays. Yeah, Clute was a guy I had in at least three consecutive weeks on Mondo goal. And then he didn't make, they were playing, you know, not the first game, so... And then when I saw that he wasn't starting, it's like, well, there goes the zero because <clears throat> he's not coming off the bench and doing anything. But I agree, it's a if he gets that call, then it'll work out. One, we'll move on to this next game. Uh, Skyler, you kind of in, intimated that Orlando City 
uh, might have a few good options here. I was looking, uh, we were both ranked um, Breck Shea and Luke Bowden pretty highly, I'm assuming. JD, you'll do the same. But so they're very cheap, um, very cheap on DraftKings, or at least uh, Bowden and, and Tally Hall, who's going to get the start. One of our user questions was wondering why Hall is so cheap, but um, who is it, Ricketts? <clears throat> is well, $1,600 more? <laughs> obviously, because they're playing the high powered Colorado attack. Right, exactly. <laughs> so <clears throat> I, I went in and built my. DraftKings lineups, and I basically went right for that trio of Hall, Bowden, and is it Bowden or Bowden? I think it's. Uh, I was thinking Bowden, but now I think it's Bowden. I don't know. Bowden. <clears throat> Bowden, yeah. <laughs> He's French. Um, but anyway, I went Hall, uh, Bowden, and, and Breck Shea, and then I built my whole lineup basically around the savings of, of Hall and Bowden, at least. And then I went right over to Mondo Goal to do the same, and Shea and Bowden are both midfielders in Mondo Goal, which they don't provide nearly the same value uh, from the midfield spot. So it's kind of, you have to build your, you know, if you're going to use some sort of Orlando defensive stack against uh, Colorado, you got to figure someone else to do it with because... Well, they also have Rafael Ramos, who's the other fullback right now, as a forward, I believe. Yep, so and, that's... <laughs> and on DraftKings, I think he's also a forward. So it's pretty much impossible to use Orlando defense on Mondo Goal. Right. Right, you got to take basically, you know, the center backs. Yeah, center backs, Himes and Hines and Colin, but Saint Saint Ledger. Saint I Ledger, believe. right? Excuse yeah. me. So, but looking elsewhere, I mean, we should be targeting the some attacking players, right? I mean, is there anyone other than Kaká and Kyle Laren that you that you look at, JD? Um, well, I'm still looking at Pedro Ribeiro if he starts, mm -hmm. but I love Kyle Laren if he starts once again. Um, I think Ribeiro is probably going to. Um, get some action if they have all these games coming up. One of these games he'll start just to rest Laren. He's been busy lately. Um, so, yeah, I think he's a great value. I'm trying to look. Oh, he's still $4,700. So, that's a great midfield play. Um, Rivera. Yes, yeah. Rivera. Laren actually went up, one of the few players to do so, um, from 7000 to 7500 But I still would, uh, would like him a lot against Colorado. Their defense is. Um, a little bit lacking, so yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Carlos Rivas is 4,700, and he's a, a quick shot in the dark there um, if he gets the start on the wing. So, Scott, you got anyone else in the game that you like? I'm probably on the same page as you and JD. I'd really like Orlando's defensive options, not because I'm so high on them getting a clean sheet, which is very possible considering, like JD said, the, the high-powered Colorado attack coming to town. But um, just from the, the price and the attacking ability that both Shea and, and Bowden present, Shea is out of position. He's actually playing as an attacking midfielder now for Orlando City. So that right there, for me, it's just the mental thing when you're looking at your lineup and you Basically, that's an, an extra midfielder that you're working with when you throw Shea in your lineup. So I uh, love that that attacking option that, that him and Bowden bring to your lineup. Bowden's good at getting up and down the line, crossing balls in. And uh, Tally Hall, yeah, it just I think uh, getting back to the question you got in on Twitter, I don't know if whoever was doing the pricing might have figured that Ricketts was still the starter and maybe just was out of – touch with the the recent change but that's the only thing that i could see why his price is so low um there have been a few uh games missing from the the DraftKings player cards but he actually shows a few games in his log so yeah it's a little little baffling but if you roll with him definitely again able to work many big stars in your lineup so i'm, I'm probably going to have tally hall in a lot of my lineups and, yeah, Pedro Ribeiro, if he starts, he's a good shot, too. He had a, a nice little run there when Kyle Aaron was out. So, um, yeah, he's Kaka, a good player. Yeah, Kaka is probably going to be in a few of my lineups. Again, it's like we talked about on the last podcast. He's priced extremely high for the production that he's put out lately. So it's just really a matter of if you're all in on him and really feel like he's going to have a good game, then um, you can mix him in with some some uh, cheaper plays and still afford the Giovinkos and 
um, Madonnas and Papas. So there's going to be some fun lineups out there. The Madonnas yeah, and the Papas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is this is definitely the weekend to, or the week to play Kaka because you can afford him. But I'm afraid that everybody's going to play Kaka and everybody's going to play Tally Hall. And if you use them in a tournament, you're really not maximizing your entry value whatsoever because then you really have to hit on your other picks. So, I mean, if you think they're by far the greatest play, then go ahead. But I wouldn't do it just for the money or just for the set salary savings if you're playing strictly in tournaments. Do you guys give any extra thought to Breck Shea because he was left off the Gold Cup roster? I think that's something that either motivates him or he doesn't care. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it motivates him, if anything. I actually was going to point that out. Um, but somehow got away from it. But, yeah, he, he got the cold shoulder shoulder from Klinsman, and a lot of times you do see players um, bounce back with a pretty big game, kind of an in-your-face type game. Does uh, Breck Shea strike you as that kind of a person, though? He kind of strikes me as the person that lets it roll off. Yeah, I mean, it could be the, the other way around. He could just totally, I mean, it could be a the factor for him where he just has a, a Lee Wynn type, oh, you didn't give me the contract I wanted, so I'm just going to lay back and do my thing. Or neither. I think, I mean, he's he's going to have a solid run here. He's been playing pretty well, but I don't think it's going to motivate him a whole lot extra to the point that you need to get him in your lineup. Yeah, the, the only, th- I kind of all had the same reaction, J.D., that you did of the, I'm not sure this is something that gives him a little spark but the fact that he can still be named to the knockout round roster slightly encourages me to think that he could do it although it sounds like from what I'm reading that that spot's probably going to be taken by DeMarcus Beasley which seems a little silly to me but um, (laughs) you know yeah you never know what kind of injuries pop up though throughout the tournament so yeah it could be a showcase for for Shea to try to get back in the in the door. Yeah, I feel like if there was no more opportunity, meaning, you know, if they went with this 23-man roster and that was it for the whole tournament, then he could kind of brush it off. But the fact that there's still a chance, you know, if he's starting to play really well, you know, Klinsman may not be able to ignore him, you know, at that point. But we'll That's see. That's a great point. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Would you guys consider him as a midfielder in Mondo goal? Yeah, he's really cheap, isn't he? Certainly yeah. cheaper than the... Um, he was 4.5 last week, I think, which is a yeah. great, great savings. And, he I mean, was, yeah, he's... Yeah, he's still there. Yep. He's playing there, so... And he, he certainly has attacking potential, so I think I would consider him. But I don't know that he would be a guy that I'd, I'd look to right away on Monday goal. He doesn't get a lot of passes. He doesn't get a lot of... I mean, you're counting on a goal or an assist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like him on Monday goal for sure. Any. Any uh, time I'm trying to build around some high high price players, he's usually in the lineup just because he is so cheap. And you either have to find a super cheap defender that may or may not play, or you can stick Shea in, in that fourth mid midfield spot and be guaranteed, you know, at least close to four or five points, and hope that he, like JD says, hope that he scores or grabs an assist and, and pushes ten to fifteen. But yeah, I love that play at four and a half points. Four and a half million. The real the real question is, would you play him in a women's World Cup MLS crossover <laughs> competition? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been having fun with the MLS Women's World Cup con or uh, Copa America crossovers. There's been some pretty crazy lineups. I've had uh, Messi. Uh, Fabiana Spindola and Hal Plata all in the same mix. It's pretty crazy. And Megan Rapinoe. So, I was going to say, so you're saying don't play the women? Is that the, is that the key? <laughs> he actually only plays Germans. I'm I, play, sure. I, I cash in on the uh, the women defenders have been my big play so far because it's, it feels like a lot of the women's World Cup is a little bit easier to tell which game, which teams have a better shot at a clean sheet. So, Except Brazil, the one slate I played in like the last week, they gave yeah. up like Australia. Yeah, that was a bad oh, well. beat for you right there. Yeah, I, dig- <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Nothing like getting into bad beats from Women's World Cup action. But. 
I actually found the Mondo Gold pricing to be pretty easy this week, and I don't know if that's a good thing or not that I found it easy. The 4.4 for Tally Hall, you know, you kind of get the same, the same constant, you know, the same savings that you get on draftings that you do on Mondo Gold now because he's so cheap. But I feel like I had, I feel like the midfield is actually pretty cheap, and so that allows you to to pay up for your forwards. Although even the forwards, like Dempsey's still at 16 million, but you know Javier Morales is next at 13.6, and then you know you have a few guys in that range, but. You know, you can get Kamara and Robbie Keane for under 11, which is pretty, pretty good value, I think. And Kaká's at 11.2 if you, if you like it there. So I actually found Mondo Gold to be a little easier. But what do I know? We'll see what happens. Um, next game we have is Real Salt Lake at the Red Bulls. Does anybody want to comment on Bradley Wright Phillips? What a clown! <laughs> Come on. First player in MLS history to have two penalty kicks and one game saved. That hurt yeah, a I'm, lot of DFS players as well, including myself. Me too, but that's okay. I'm still going to defend him. I still think he's one of the better finishers in the league, which you would imagine would be very difficult for me to say right now. But I think New York is still a quality team, and I think by the end of the year we're going to be talking about them again as being one of the best teams in the league. I think all the pieces are there. They're just gotta gotta work the kinks out of their system, and um, the fact that they had two penalty opportunities is is a good look moving forward. It's not like Wright Phillips is gonna continue to miss them at such a high rate, although he may not be taking them anymore. I was just I about know. to say that, yeah. But yeah, I think the chances are still gonna come for BWP, and I don't think um, I would take this past weekend and count it against him too much moving forward. Do you consider it worse, Skyler, that they were both saved as opposed to he kicked both of them into the stands? Um, not really. I mean, I, doesn't matter. Know, <laughs> no, I, I, it seemed like that second one. I think it was Pamuda Ka was in his ear a little bit, which who knows if that played a part in it. I mean, well, that's I pathetic. Give, yeah. <laughs> if you let Pamuda Ka get in your head, now I'm down. Now I'm downgrading. It's a mental thing, but no, I mean, let's give uh, Alsted credit too. He made, he stood his ground and made some nice saves. So and cheated off the line. <laughs> I think JD's a little more uh, bitter than <laughs> I am. There's definitely some bitterness there. <laughs> oh man, but uh, well, that rule's ridiculous. Why do you have it if you never call it when a keeper steps off the goal line? It happens every yeah. PK, and they never call it. Yeah, it's really just who's who's calling the the line. It's. The only per yeah, the only person that would call it is that ref last night in the U.S. women's game, <laughs> who called everything. Yeah. Um, on to a different player, so that we don't get too angry about BWP. The or Lloyd Sam is out with his double injury, and so and Kleshton. I'm. What's that? And Sasha Kleshton. Yep, and Kleshton's out after uh, playing only 11 minutes last week before getting tossed. Dempsey which like meltdown. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't know if I was surprised that he was surprised he got tossed, but it was kind. Of, I, I just couldn't believe that. I don't know whether he was hoping that. I don't even remember who he tripped. Now that I'm thinking about it, but there. I don't know how you argue that you shouldn't get tossed from that that game for what he did. But anyway, um, I'm all over Felipe Martins this week. Am I crazy, Skyler, or? Do you think he can step up in place of those two? Not that Kletchen's a huge attacker, but Sam certainly is. No, he's a solid play. He's 6,000 on DraftKings, so he's, again, one of my targets right there in that. I mean, him, you think about Felipe, Christian Madonna, Marco Papa, all guys that even if they don't hit the score sheet, they're pushing close to 10 points a game. A game. So if they score, then just fantasy points bonanza. And, uh, yeah, Martin's at 6,000 in this game. Like you guys said, or like Andrew said, there's uh, a couple of attacking weapons gone. So, yeah, Felipe could be asked to carry a little heavier load this uh, tomorrow night or Wednesday night, and I like it. I don't. I don't like Felipe that much. Um, he has to, first of all, deal with a good Salt Lake midfield, including Kyle Beckerman. So if I'm looking at New York this week, who I think is probably going to be a little bit dysfunctional 
without, I mean, two of their key midfielders, for sure. Um, that's a huge loss. If I want to look at the Red Bulls, I'm looking at the wing, which would probably be Mike Grella at forward. Unfortunately, that's a forward spot you take up. Um, or maybe Sal Zizo for 4400 in the midfield. But, yeah, I think I'm off New York mostly, even though they're at home. Probably on Javier Morales. I was going to say, um, how do you... Because uh, Saborio's out. And, is he out for sure? Uh, he, I believe so. Um, okay, he has I, don't, not I don't even know why... Yeah, the, Why did he miss? There was a, he was dealing with a personal issue. That's, that was the reason given for missing last yeah. week's match. And from what I've read, he is still not around. And teams are, are leaving, you know, players are leaving for the Gold Cup this weekend. I think some of them are going to, or most of them are going to be able to play this weekend. But since he's not even back with the team, he's not going to play Wednesday. And so it sounds like he's not coming back for the weekend either. Although I'm not even sure if uh, Salt Lake plays over the weekend. Yeah, they do. So I don't. Yeah, they do. Yeah, so it doesn't sound like he's going to be there either, which means he's gone basically until the end of July, um, because wow. you know, depending on how far Costa Rica gets, but that's going to be a pretty big absence. Do you guys um, feel comfortable going with? Uh, is it Sandoval who's been starting? Who started last week? I don't really, really like Sandoval. Yeah. I, he, he works really, really hard, but he doesn't do anything for me at all. Yeah, I like New York to bounce back from from the game over the weekend, so I'm probably staying away from Salt Lake. I do think they are um, they got a big win. They've got some confidence, but... They just, played so it, well against Kansas City. Yeah, they did. I don't think yeah. you can disregard them. I think yeah. they're, they're really hitting stride. Yeah, they're playing well. I think I'm... Um, I guess maybe just factoring in that they played Sunday night and they've got such a quick turnaround, pretty much cross-country. So I uh, would be surprised if we don't see some turnover from that game. Not really sure who's going to start. I do like Kyle Plata a lot more than Sandoval, and he's actually cheaper yep. than Sandoval. That's so insane. Yeah. <laughs> so if I play anybody from this from Salt Lake in this game, it's going to be Javier Morales and, and Hal Plata. What about Jordan Allen if he gets back in the starting lineup? Possibly. If he's in the starting lineup, he's pretty expensive but for a defender, though. So, But, again, it's it's like I was talking about with Shea. He's been playing higher up the field as a midfielder. So, say you have Shea and Jordan Allen, if they're both playing midfielders, you basically have uh, four midfielder slots in your lineup by default. Yeah, he's at 6.5 on Mondo goal at least. So you get, you, you get a savings with Allen there but you're right he's you're paying up for him on DraftKings sorry JD cut you off there a little bit uh I don't know what I was gonna say or when I was gonna say it but I will note one more thing about this game RSL's uh the center of their defense is kind of weakened lately I believe Hymason Alave could be back and if so it's a revenge game against his former team um but I I still would like uh I don't know. That's kind of a boost for, for Bradley Wright Phillips that he gets a toy with that, that poor center defense, even think, if it is Olave. You think there's any chance BWP starts off on the bench? I've been kind of wondering that if he's uh, maybe resorted to a, a super sub role this game and then features over the weekend against New York City. You know, I, I was thinking that, but I think if he misses two PKs, you want to get him right back out there on the field to get that off his back. You want to That's give true. him a chance to, to come back from that instead of think about it all week. Yep. Just hope but it doesn't happen again. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to play this weekend against the Crosstown Rivals. So yep. if he's going to be rested, it's Wednesday. Yeah, it sounds like Sam could be back for that one too. So I think they're making sure he doesn't play Wednesday so that he can play Sunday. But uh, Next one is a nice Canadian matchup, Montreal at Toronto. So Jovinko finally had his first single-digit DraftKings output last week. So none of us would ever play him again, right, guys? Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Let me in, let all of us win the big GPPs this or tomorrow Wednesday night. Yeah, he's uh, he's my top play the entire week. What do you guys say? He's my top play the entire season. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, he's still up there. He's one one game is not gonna 
turned me off of them. So especially this, the Battle of Canada, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> I think Vancouver uh, might have something to say about that. Yeah. Uh, so, so, well, the guy I really want to ask you about is Josie Altador. Uh, Josie's come off the bench the last two uh, after coming back from that hamstring injury. Do you guys, do you, Skyler, do you think he gets back in the starting lineup? And if so, do you, would you play him? I'm still taking a wait-and-see approach with him. He's not quite on my radar just yet. So I uh, don't know, really can't say. I haven't read too many reports that are alluding to him starting. So I'm probably staying away from him myself. I think I think Skyler's on the right track there, and if he does start, I'll, I'd love to see him and Laurent Simon play against each other because they're both bruisers, and that'd be a pretty good matchup. Um, the other thing about Jovinko is I thought for sure he was going to have a huge game after about the first ten minutes this weekend because he was so pissed off, and Jovinko is not somebody you want to piss off if you're trying to defend him. So I think he he bounces back this weekend as a great game. Yeah, I agree. Um, the one thing that I feel working in Josie's favor is that, uh, you know, he was obviously named to that Gold Cup roster. The The only way he was going to not make it was if he was hurt. But because he was hurt, I wonder if he's going to try to, you know, basically, not that athletes don't go all out every time, but he's got to essentially get himself into full back playing shape before this tournament because, um, you know, they're going to rely on him pretty heavily. We see that we saw, at least in the World Cup last year, that the role that he plays is, is very important for, for Klinsman. So I wonder if he, you know, he's going to use basically this week or this midweek and then next week and then he's gone. So he's only got two more games for Toronto. So I wonder if he's going to try to, you know, play as well as he can. Although I guess the flip side is that he could be hesitant and not, not get hurt before the Gold Cup. But yeah. before Maybe I get myself into any more circles, um, <laughs> do you guys Maybe like... Maybe he's just going to play the Wombach role and be fairly useless. Right, yeah. And then miss a penalty. But um, Do you guys or like any of the Montreal side, McInerney or Romero or Piotti? I like Piotti at 6,600. That's a nice discount. Uh, but overall, I don't really like Montreal's attack that much. Toronto's been playing better defense. So... Yeah, I think there's so many other good, intriguing options on this slate that if, if you're really trying to dig into Montreal, um, you should probably just not spend your cash uh, on DraftKings. <laughs> you, yeah, would I'm you take anyone there, Skyler? Maybe Piotti, maybe uh, Dominic Oduro. He's, uh, he would definitely be a little bit of a roll of the dice, more of a um, gut play, so to speak. But I think he's coming around he scored a goal off the bench this past weekend and JD talking about revenge games Adura was a former Toronto FC player I don't think he had a had for a like break. for a vacation <laughs> yeah I was gonna say I don't <laughs> think he had a great stay there so I could totally see him maybe coming to town and and get going to work so his, stay, probably... was al- his stay was almost as long as Jermaine Defoe's stay <laughs> yeah maybe even a little shorter but I will probably stay away from most of, of Montreal except for maybe give Piotti a look if he fits in. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like the Adoro call because Toronto's uh, fullbacks have shown a penchant for getting torched. So, smart call. Yeah. All right, up next are two teams that are coming into this one a little differently in terms of when they played. Chicago was off last weekend, and so I think it's been 10 days since their last game. And D.C. played um, Sunday, I believe. Was that Sunday, the New England game? Might have been Saturday now that I've said Sunday. it. Was Sunday. It was Sunday. Sunday, yeah. So they play Sunday, they play Wednesday, and then they play Saturday. So talk about a condensed uh, bit of play now. But uh, Chicago will be without David Akam. They're going to be without Sean Maloney. So is this time for Harry Ship to take over Skyler or do you kind of stay away from Chicago because those other two are out I am proceeding with a little bit of caution with Ship, just based off of a couple of reports on Twitter I've seen today that he was he left practice early yep. basically saying it was just precautionary that he felt a little tight but still I think it was Monday type, actually but. okay yeah it might have been earlier in the week but it's just one of those things that you 
have to read into a little bit more than it probably is worth, especially if you're um, building a, a lineup around some of these later games. Because if you get stuck with them, yeah, there's a couple more games. Well, there's one more game after this one to pivot off of them. But um, I don't know. I, I, he's probably going to, if he goes, he's probably going to have a good game. Because I like, I actually like Chicago based off of what you said about them being rested and D.C. coming off the Sunday game. So it'll be interesting to see if he goes. Um, like I said, though, I'm, I'm being a little cautious with him. What do you think, JD? Are you? How do you feel about Ship? Yeah, I'm. I'm in the same boat with you, and I'm pretty much being cautious about this entire game. We get to see four lineups um, hypothetically, assuming the teams get their lineups out in time. We get to see four out of the seven lineups before the game start, and there's no reason to roll the dice um, on DC because they've played so many games lately. They're pretty much playing two a week um, consistently. And they've been playing so much, you never know what their rotation's going to be like. Um, they did also play Sunday. They're coming off less rest. And Chicago, I think, is equally unpredictable because I still respect D.C.'s defense a lot. Um, Akam is obviously not an option, but I do want to point out that he is less than Goalie DePrado on draft <laughs> Which, talk about getting me fired up. Uh, that would be my number one rant of the season, probably. I don't know how that happens. But, yeah, Chicago doesn't really do much for me either, unless you want to um, look at their defense, which could be a good play if a Spindola doesn't play. Yeah, I like Jovan Jones. Mm-hmm, I was just about I think, to say that. I think he had a little issue in practice earlier. He was training off to the side, so there too I'm going to be watching for the starting lineups with him. But I'll probably – Look at him in a couple of lineups, and Iguana Nike up top is 4,500. So that's one of those values that you get down to trying to slide in some of the higher priced studs. And he's that's a guy an that you, awesome value, yeah. Yeah, he's a guy that you roll out there, and and he could have a big game or he could flop. But at that price, it's it really is is worth throwing him out there. So do so you like him more than a, a Marqua? I think so. I think he's more likely to start. Yeah. I think Amarqua might only be $500 more, so if you can slide him into that flex spot and give yourself $500 wiggle room, then you can pivot off of him. Yeah, Quin- Quincy's a good player. I think uh, eventually he's going to get a start, and he's going to play pretty well and grab a goal. So keep him on your radar. Um, I really want to know, Skylar, do you prefer Igbon and Ike at 4500 or the great Connor Doyle for $600, <laughs> for $600 less? Uh, definitely Igbon and Ike, but like you said about Amarqua, don't, don't sleep on Doyle because he is uh up-and-coming youngster, and I, I, like, I like his future. So I'll sleep on him for like a year. And yeah, sleep on him this season. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I apologize for mixing that up of your opinions there on. <laughs> well, you know that Connor. Skyler never has any hot takes, and I have all the hot takes. <laughs> I should. Right. That's yeah. I should have just gone with that one. <clears throat> uh, all right, final match of the day: Portland at Los Angeles. Uh, JD, do you prefer Zardis or Keen this week? I prefer Keen because um, they're both pretty closely priced. Yeah, I think Robbie Keane's ready to just hit his stride. Um, he probably is upset he didn't get on the goal scoring this weekend. So I think he's also, the experience that he has is much more important to unlocking Portland's defense, whereas Philadelphia's defense, you can kind of beat any which way. Um, so, yeah, I don't really like Zardis a whole lot this week. They have better fullbacks, their center backs are better. So um, if anyone's going to unlock them, it's going to be Keane. How do you feel, Skyler? I agree. I'm still on, on the keen bandwagon. I think he, like J.D. said, he's ready to get rolling. He, he did have that midweek hat trick last week. So the goals are going to come, and Zardes, too, he's a solid play. I was pretty uh, surprised. I actually nodded off with my son, uh, I guess it was Saturday night, and woke up kind of one eye open just to check the, the late game scores on the West Coast and saw that 5-1. And, you know, I, I figured Keane for sure got in on the mix. He did have an assist, but I was really shocked that he did not score a goal. So 
I look for them to bounce back, but yeah, it's it's one of those two where if you do take the the road less traveled with Zardes, then and he has a thirty point game, Keen ends up with a seventeen point game like this weekend, then then the players that went with Zardes are gonna be the guys in the money or the big money at least. So let me let me change the question a little bit because I'm looking at Mondo goal pricing. Robbie Keane ten point eight, Gassi's artist six point nine. Is that low enough to say I have to have? I mean, you could basically have both of them at that point, right? I don't yeah. think you want. I don't think you want both of them against Portland. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, hypothetically, that's much closer. I think you still go with Robbie Keane if you can uh, afford him. Yeah, Keen. Even though he just had an assist, he still hit seventeen and a half points. So that's pretty, pretty big time that you can roll a guy out and expect. I mean, if you take away the assist points, I guess what are they? Five points. Mm-hmm. It's still like a twelve plus point night without scoring a goal or an assist. So yeah, I'd the, gladly pay that price for for a guaranteed ten to twelve points. Yeah, Kane just can't disappear in a game. It's impossible for L.A. to play a game where Kane is just not a factor. And if Zardes starts out on the wing, which sometimes does happen, he can disappear for, for long stretches. So I think that's the huge difference. That's a great point. Also, before you get to Portland, I want to point out, I found where all these other players' salaries went to. It's Bajo Husidic at $7,700. Wow. <laughs> which is a healthy... Well over two thousand dollar increase, I believe. There you go. Um, then I will now go over to the, to Portland. Looks like I'm guessing that Valeri starts after coming off the bench last weekend, which was such a bummer for every one of my Mondo goal lineups. Um, <laughs> Rudy seems to have locked up this starting job. Uh, two goals and an assist in his last three, while uh, Fernando Adi has played seventy minutes in the last four games. Do you, J.D., like any of them against L.A., all of them? Yeah, I don't think that I'm I'm not shying away from them against L.A. because I think as good as L.A.'s back line is, I still don't think their midfield is really capable of stopping another great midfield. So I think Valeri is definitely on my radar. He'll get into plenty of my lineups at such a discounted price of $6,100 on DraftKings. Um, I wouldn't go crazy with L.A., but I think one or two guys from that game is, uh, is kind of smart. Yeah, he's a very expensive in Mondo goal. He's one of those rare ones that, that flips. I feel like Mondo goal tends to underprice some guys, but he's the third highest priced midfielder in the entire game, wow. which is obviously yeah. not where he is in, in DraftKings. Skyler, how do you feel about Portland? I do like Valeria a lot at that price. Um, probably staying away from their forward core, kind of like we talked about last week, then you just don't know who's going to get the nod. Um, it has been Rudy as of late, but again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Timbers mix things up a little bit and Adi gets a start tomorrow night or Wednesday. So I'm staying away from, from Portland in general. Valeri might make it into a few of my lineups. But I don't know, this, this late game, just proceed with caution because it, there's going to be some crazy stuff happening. We're going to see some big names probably on the bench. So it's going to be tough to, uh, to build lineups. You know, you're going to be building them from basically 6 o'clock up, and, up until 10 o'clock. So I'm uh, probably going to be looking to, to focus on some of the earlier games. And I don't know, we'll see. Hey, last time these guys played, Audi had two goals. Off the bench, right? Or was he? No, th- this was much longer ago, I oh, believe. Okay. He had two against Houston, not, oh, that's not right. too long ago off the bench. Yeah. Zardis also had a goal, in case anyone cares. <laughs> yeah, I think Will Johnson's still at 3,000, but I'm kind of fading on uh, Will Johnson. A lot of his upside that I liked from him was that he took penalty kicks last season. And I believe Gaston Fernandez took one over the weekend. I don't know if Will Johnson was in the game or not at that point. I'll have to look back. But when I saw that, then kind of figured that that would have been his to take, but it was not. So that definitely takes away from some of his fantasy value if he's not taking penalties. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he was, he was definitely in the game. So 
and plus Valeri, I think you would strongly consider sending up there for Will Johnson. I know they didn't before, but I mean, tough to say now. Yeah. All right, those are the games. I'm going to ask you guys one final question each that I've been thinking about since I seem to like too many of these top options. Which, um, JD, I'm going to ask you first, which one of the top options, meaning, you know, a higher price player, excuse me, higher priced players, are you staying away from this weekend? And no copying out on Martins and Dempsey. <laughs> <laughs> which one of the higher priced players? Um, well, Kaka is kind of a cop out as well, if you ask me. Okay. So I'm going to look at the forwards here. And uh, BWP would be the easy call. But I'm going to say that I'm going to stay away from uh, Robbie Keane and Jossie Zardes. If, if I'm fading a high-priced player for sure, then I think I'd rather fade them against Portland. Um, also, Charlie Davies is a given at $9,000. Auto-fade. <laughs> Skyler? Um, in the same boat, I, those were the two guys that came to mind for me. It was Jossie Zardes and Charlie Davies. I um, think that Davies, he's had a nice run, but he's... I mean, when you're, when you're up there with Kai Kamara for $400 more than Kai is going to be the guy for me. And same with Zardes, he's actually priced higher than, than Kai. So um, if you're working in a Giovinco-Kai lineup, then likely not going to have any go anywhere close to Jazz, Zardes, and Charlie Davies. If you're working in a Juvenko kai Kamara lineup, I'll be seeing you at the top. <laughs> there you go. Love it. Love it. All right, guys, thanks again for another week. We're uh, maybe get a second one in this week since we got some weekend matches as well. So uh, plenty of Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast MLS talk this week. Guys, thanks, and uh, good luck on Wednesday. Yeah, good luck, guys. Kill the love of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide. In theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.